All right, Anthony. Let's get it on. <laughs> Episode five, season two, uh, entitled "Let's Get It On." We're we're yeah, <laughs> we're gonna get it on. We're gonna we're gonna talk about uh, Landry's love life. We're gonna talk about Landry's football career. We're gonna talk about the secrets of the Alamo freeze. We're gonna get into that. <laughs> uh, maybe the most Landry centric episode of the series Up to this thus point, far. For sure, yeah. So you know that we are excited about this. Yes. Um. Yeah, we're 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 back in it. We're back uh, recording. Excited to get into this, especially since we get to talk about Landry. So let's just let's get right into it. Let's ask the important questions right off the bat. Anthony, what are you drinking this week? I've got a Grain Belt Premium. Classic. Standby. Very good. Uh, I personally have a Lagunitas Hazy Wonder. Um, it's a nice can. It's got a nice design. I have expressed previously my affinity for Hazy IPAs. Uh, and this this one is not bad for sure. Uh, I think it's gonna the the grain belt and the Lagunitas is gonna serve us well as we get into this episode. Pretty excited hard, about it. Hard to go wrong with Lagunitas. It's a good. Uh, it is. Degree. You know, it's kind of one of those fake uh, microbreweries or like yeah. craft breweries. I should say it's not really a, a craft brewery anymore. Yeah. Um, do you know who's it owned by? It's a big company. I didn't know. I don't. I don't know if it's owned. I didn't know that it was owned by a bigger company. That's that's news to me. I'm gonna look it up. Heineken. Oh, well, that's disappointing. Heineken bought a fifty percent share of the company in 2015. They were a California brand. Yeah, I knew that. But then Heineken bought fifty percent. So, uh, oh wait. Heineken buys full ownership now. Cool. Heineken has purchased the remaining 50% stake of craft beer maker Lagunitas in 2017. So it it's is. a German beer now. Aren't they Dutch? It's a Dutch beer now. Yeah. Those, <laughs> those damn Dutchmen. Uh, I live in the heart of Dutchville <laughs> outside of Holland. So... <laughs> Uh, I guess it works for where I'm at. Yeah. I'm surprised they don't sell just Heineken exclusively, like Heineken and Grolsch. <laughs> Grolsch? I've never even heard uh, of that. Oh, it's pretty good Dutch beer, yeah. Grolsch. All right. Yeah. They have uh, those tops that you like pop off, and then they, they're connected, and you can reseal them at any time with the... Oh, yes. Like kind of that metal thing. Yep. Yep. I do know what you're talking about, and they regularly have that at the uh, local coffee shop that also sells beer. So that makes sense. That does make sense. Uh, don't have a Grolsch. I've got a Lagunitas. Doesn't sound like a Dutch beer, but it is now. Uh, so we are here to talk about Friday Night Lights, Season 2, Episode 5, Let's Get It On. Originally aired the 2nd of November, 2007. What does Movie Dude want to have to say about this episode? Let's find out. Upon returning to the Panthers, Coach Taylor finds himself trying to mend broken fences between his quarterback and his halfback and attempts to find a little intimate time with his wife. <laughs> Tim recruits Lila 
in trying to talk Jason out of the risky surgery he has scheduled in Mexico while Landry's father tries to put up a fence between his son and Tyra. <laughs> okay. Not bad. I will I will say not bad to movie dude one here. For movie dude one, it's not bad. We we perpetually have to deal with the run on sentences. Yeah. You don't need to put the fact that Coach Taylor is trying to mend, quote unquote, broken fences with his quarterback and halfback and the fact that he is trying to get laid uh, in the same sentence. Yeah. You, you, can, you, can, you can, you're allowed more than one sentence for, or more than two sentences total for the description movie dude one. You know, uh, maybe you can work in a semicolon. Uh, <laughs> 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 We've discussed that at length. Uh, yeah. It might be possible to utilize it in this case. Um, also, okay, no, okay, I didn't notice this at first. So in the first sentence, he says, Coach Taylor finds himself trying to mend broken fences. And in the last sentence, Landry's yeah, father tries to put up, fence, fence put up a fence yeah. between his son and Tyra. Do we give him points for that or does that fall flat? Here's the thing. Part of me wants to give him points, but I feel like movie dude one has tried this before. And you can tell he's like, yeah, trying to do these. I don't know. What's the, yeah, he's trying to get cute. Just like last week is a simile. Is that the right word? Like, is he trying to do a right? Yes. Yeah. But it's just, it's like he wants to do it. You can tell what he's trying to do. Right. And I don't think it works as well as he wants it to do, but you got to give him points for trying to do it because he's movie dude one. (laughs) I don't, I don't feel like he actually made any demonstrably erroneous grammatical slip ups. He did spell Lila wrong, but that's about as close as he came. I think we've just pretty much given up on that. He's <laughs> he's set in his ways at this point. That's something that really... I'm just going to go off on a little a short tangent. Get it. So, something that really pisses me off. <laughs> Two things. I'm not a huge... Like, I am a grammar guy. Oh, Two yeah. things that really piss me off are mm-hmm. when people don't capitalize anything. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Drives me crazy. That takes effort. Um, yeah. And when people see a name, like it's literally extremely accessible to them and they still spell it wrong. I couldn't tell you how many times when my hedgehog Fetty was still alive, may he rest in peace, that I like would spell his name out in a post, F-E-T-T-Y. And people right. would take, oh, I hope Fetty's doing okay. And they'd spell it like F-E-T-T-I or F-E-T-I. And it's like, I spelled his name right there. <laughs> like you can see this is a a softball. <laughs> like, right. And that's that's where to come full circle. Yeah. When I see movie dude one spell Lila L I L A when he's on the IMDB page and can see Right. It's spelled L Y L A. It's right there, man. It is right there. That's a good point. I I am on the lookout though for if we ever actually see Lila's name spelled on screen. I bet we do in the credits for sure. We do in the credits. Oh, that's a good point. In the closing gonna credits, have to, gonna have Absolutely. to watch for that. Yeah, yeah, that's 
Well, yeah, that'd be the definitive answer right there. Not that it was like really up for debate. It's not up right. for debate, but who the hell would spell it L I L? It doesn't make any sense. For some reason, the, the, okay, this is totally unnecessary, but for some reason, every time we talk about the name Lila, which we do frequently on <laughs> these episodes, how to spell mm-hmm. it, uh, it always makes me think of Lola Bunny uh, from Space Jam. <laughs> okay, yeah, I can see that. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to go any further than that. Okay, all right. I was very uh, interested where that was going, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, never mind. I'm going to cut a lot to. of that. That's fine. Okay. All right. So, did we actually have we given Movie Dude one rating? I don't think we have. We have not. <laughs> you've talked me. You've you've talked me down for sure. Right. Good. So yeah, that's what takes me out of the misspelling of Lila because the name is right there. You can see. Um. I don't know. It's so hard. That's to fair. I mean, I've kind of gotten used to it. It doesn't bother me like it does you, but it definitely, when you talk about it like that, you pull me right in there with you. <laughs> this is, I do feel like this is, as far as movie dude one goes, it's better than average. Would you say? I mean, because everyone has Lila misspelled. The, so yeah, the I think attempt at a simile is is um what is the word i'm looking for god i've got it right admirable yes that's exactly the word i'm looking for (laughs) so i think we got to give him points for at least attempting that even though for me it fell flat personally i feel like we're really dancing around the the subject here really trying to avoid actually committing to a number here because i don't know i know it's hard it's not like I'm trying to avoid it. I just genuinely don't know where to we, put it. Like, I guess a five. No, because what did we do last <laughs> four? Yeah, okay. That's better than that. Five, five. Final answer, five. We like Movie Dude One, right? Like, when it comes down to it, we have positive feelings towards Movie Dude One. Sure. <laughs> I feel like he's a friend of the show. If we yeah. could have Movie Dude 1 on the show, we would have him. Oh, absolutely we would. Yeah. Yes. So, I'm going to I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to say this is better than normal for Movie Dude 1. Yeah. If you give him a 5, I'm going to give him a 7. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Hold on. I just blew your mind, didn't I? Yeah, I am not ready to meet you at a seven. <sighs> I mean, it was good. I, for Movie Dude 1, grammatically right. correct. Not spelling correct, but that's like normal. So that's, that's even. I feel like it was descriptive. Accurate. Looking it over again. Okay, read it one more time, and when you finish, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna blurt out a number, the first number that comes to my mind. So you just read it, and I'll let you know what my gut says. I'm I gonna close to God, my eyes. I swear to God, if you say ten, <laughs> <laughs> go. Upon ret- upon returning to the Panthers, Coach Taylor finds himself trying to mend broken fences between his quarterback and his halfback and attempts to find a little intimate time with his wife. <laughs> okay. Tim recruits Art. 
Lila in trying to talk Jason out of the risky surgery he has scheduled in Mexico while Landry's father tries to put up a fence between his son and Tyra. Okay. The, it does not, there's nothing wrong with it until we hit that last Landry's father tries to put up a fence between his son and Tyra. That's stupid. So I'm going to say it wasn't eight. I'm going to stick with my, my initial rating of seven. It's good. It's good until literally the one, two, three, four, five, the sixth to last word when he says tries to put up a fence between his son and Tyra. That's when he, when he tries too hard. I'm sticking with seven. You're at a five. Mm-hmm. I think we're just going to have to settle on a six. Are you okay we'll with meet, that? We'll meet in the middle on a six, I guess. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'll give a little. So I think that can pretty much wrap up the podcast for this week. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> we appreciate you guys. <laughs> Shout out to our listeners in the West Indies. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get a hold of movie, dude. I don't know how this happens, but we got to do it. I don't know how either. So, if any of you out there have connections to Movie Dude 1, please point him <laughs> our way. Oh, man. Have we talked about the fact that he has done like synopses for Desperate Housewives and he has done 339 different synopses? I, I think that the I think the Desperate Housewives connection has been brought up before, but I don't think we've ever talked in depth of it. And I don't think we need to today. So let's get into the episode. <laughs> All right. We have spent like 15 minutes. Have fun editing this future Josh. Uh, what a gift. All right. <laughs> Uh, so as movie dude one, so eloquently pointed out, I would say on a high level, possibly like a seven or so in quality, he points out that Lila has joined forces with Tim to try and convince Jason to not go through with the surgery, not get the shark stem cells. Yeah, so Lila's down there. And let's keep in mind that Lila is, you know, freshly converted to Christianity. Um, Yeah. So Jason and Tim's Mexico is not going to appeal the same way to Lila as it does to them. Well, we'll see about that. We'll see. Right. Coach and Tammy talking in the bedroom. About this and that, you know, a little chit chat, but uh, yeah. eventually the conversation turns to whether she's got the green light or not. Yeah, <laughs> she's yeah, wants to know if coach says after Julie was born, you know, you got the green light. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Tammy shuts him down. <laughs> <Pretty cool>. Yeah, <laughs> coach, coach is looking for, in his words, a little together time. Um, it's not happening. Coach loses this conversation. He gets sent out to the couch to take care of Gracie for the night while Tammy sleeps. And you know what? Good for her. Yeah. You earned it, Tammy. Guess what, Tammy? You're already MVP of the episode leader. <laughs> coming coming in strong uh, with the MVP votes for sure. Tim and Jason and Lila. Lila's joined the, the twosome of Tim and Jason. They're down in Mexico. They're strolling through the streets, uh, and they are recounting their adventures thus far to Lila, and Lila's looking less than impressed. Yeah, she doesn't seem to think it's that cool. Once again, I'm not sure exactly how long they've been down here at this point. It's over a week. Over a week, yep. 
yeah, uh, this is a uh, quite the quite the adventure to Mexico. Uh, we have already added a beer to the beer tally. Yep. So we are at one for the episode. Uh, back in Dylan, we get a <laughs> interesting, awkward conversation between Matt and Julie in the cafeteria. Yeah. Um, I got to chuckle. I got to. Before I get to this uh, little quote, I want to tell you as we are watching this, I think because we just released today the episode, mm-hmm. I think we should have sex. <laughs> I think this is where this came from. Yeah. But Angie blurted out during the scene. She just said, if you're eating school lunch, you should not be having sex. <laughs> she said that <laughs> as the scene began. So I got a good chuckle out of that. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, words of wisdom. Angie Iverson. Sure. Love, yeah, that's solid. That's actually really good. <laughs> um, but yeah, they kind of have an awkward conversation. I don't remember what they start talking about, but it's very obviously awkward. Julie says to Matt, this has to be the most awkward conversation of my life. Matt says, actually, it's not as bad as last night. Grandma tried to explain to me where babies come from. So... <laughs> says so what did you do about it Matt says I just turned on the TV as soon as I heard the word stork I just turned on law and order and pretended not to hear her. <laughs> yeah just go ahead and try and imagine imagine what the uh what the talk from grandma Saracen would be yeah I want to see uh what how Carlota uh responded to that ooh we have not gotten into the whole Matt and Carlota thing for a while. No. There was a little tension there for a bit, but it's kind of... Maybe that's how the conversation about where babies come from came up. (laughs) Grandma. Grandma Saracen saw saw the spark. Thought she better get ahead of that. Um, Yeah. So, Matt, like, literally runs into Julie in the cafeteria is very awkward. And in fact, Julie says, this has to be the most awkward conversation of my life. Oh yeah. You just said that shit. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Landry, after this awkward exchange, uh, <laughs> Landry's, uh, commentary to Matt is just no, 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 just no. no. <laughs> and Matt's like, what? He's like, you know what I'm talking about? no, uh, so Landry does not support the reunion of Matt and Julie. Not at all. Which like, as if you have a place to speak, Landry, let's get real. Yeah. Come on, man. You murdered a guy. <laughs> That's the only reason you're in a relationship. Yeah. yeah. The truth hurts. Um, back at football practice, it's not going well. The mm-hmm. team is looking really bad. Um, we get another instance of coach his ongoing bit, I guess, of just not <laughs> accepting Landry's name. <laughs> no, it, it's it's a conscious effort at this point. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, yeah, coach calls him Lance. Yeah. But the reason that he is referring to Lance is he's actually kind of impressed by by Lance's uh, performance on the field. Um, This is kind of a, 
a, probably an inspirational move by coach here. So the team's looking terrible, and he actually has uh, everybody switch positions. The the backs go to like lineman positions, and the linemen go and play quarterback and running back and cornerback and all that. Yeah. Uh, so he kind of that that loosens up the team, gets everybody having fun, uh, and in that process, yeah, Landry actually kind of um, impresses coach. So, but even in the midst of this inspirational move and coach. Um, showing his stuff as uh, we know and love him to do. Matt and Smash, Saracen and Smash, they're still getting into it. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. Uh, once again, we love we the Matt and it. Smash bromance. Yeah, we hate to see them not bromancing. It's pretty rough. So Coach gives them up-downs. They're going to they're gonna go work it out by... Uh, <laughs> yeah, sweating it out basically. Coach and Mac are in the office having a little a little talk after practice. Mac sees right through Coach. <laughs> yeah, he's immediately asking if are you and Tammy romantic again. I I I loved the whole approach that Mac took. So he says, you know, a new baby can be a son of a bitch sometimes. <laughs> Which, uh, as someone who has three kids, uh, five and under, Mac's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Love them. They can be a son of a bitch sometimes. Yeah. Uh, and then he follows that up with you and Tammy back in the saddle again. Yeah. Yeah. Gives him some advice. Says, hey, you know what I did <laughs> is uh, I had Susan go out and have a couple drinks with her friends. <laughs> Got got loosened up, yeah. And you know when we got back in the saddle again, <laughs> uh, bought her some flowers, some tulips, some tulips. Favorite. Yeah, she likes the tu- Susan likes the tulips. To Coach, which Coach responds, "Do me a favor, not now, <laughs> not ever. Talk to me about you and Susan riding in the saddle." Yeah, he does a great. Uh, <laughs> yeah, not now, not ever. Do I want to hear about you and Susan? Riding in the saddle. <laughs> There's some great dramatic pauses in the way that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> Back at um, school, I guess, Landry asks Tyra about her interaction with the police. Yeah, they're kind of arguing about the situation again. They're never really on the same page here, but in the the heat of the moment of their argument, leads to a little uh, little kissy kissy mm-hmm. there between Landry and Landry and Tyra. Yeah, the heat of the moment is heating things up between them. Um, but we find out that Landry's dad, Pa Clark, Deputy Sheriff Pa Clark, or. <laughs> Whatever his title is. is, Uh, He finds out that Tyra is actually a person of interest in this murder because of her connection by being sexually assaulted. Not only her connection, but also like her just general record. Yeah. She doesn't have a very clear. They're kind of discussing, they're discussing her record and kind of being like, 
basically saying like we can pin this on her. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Tyra's definitely not squeaky clean by any by any means. Um, they also know that her sister's a stripper. Apparently, right? That's yeah. in her file. Um. So yeah, things are getting a little tense with the Clark family and that whole situation. Uh, back in Mexico, Lila's pretty pissed. She wants to go home. She's had enough. She is ready to leave Mexico, go back to Dylan. Tim tries to get her to stay. Uh, let's her know that he's planning. He's got a booze cruise booked. <laughs> yeah, that's his answer. Is a booze cruise. Lila thinks that's a terrible idea, but Tim kind of doesn't quite throw on the waterworks, but definitely pulls out his more emotional side. Yeah. Uh, I mean, honestly, it was pretty, pretty impressive by Tim. Lila says something along the lines of like, all you've done is go to horror houses, karaoke bars. And Tim's response is, yeah, what else are you supposed to do in Mexico, Garrity? <laughs> uh, but yeah, he, he kind of he chews her out a little bit. And he admits like, yeah, I'm messed up, but at least I'm like sticking by Jason's side. I'm not letting mm-hmm. him go through this alone, which is a lot more than you can say. And then he has the line, uh, I sin daily and I'm a better Christian than you, Garrity. <laughs> which uh, on one hand is a pretty good line. On the other hand, like, yeah, you do sin daily, uh, Tim. We we all sin daily. Uh, I guess I'm not expecting Tim to have great theology, but <laughs> kind of stating the obvious, bud. I gotta give gotta give him some point though for. But yes, you're correct. You're correct. The you're point right. is well taken, Tim. He's yeah. So, Lila, because of all this, does decide to stay. Um, Kind of begrudgingly, but she's going to do it. <laughs> and, uh, Tim informs her, yeah, I'm going to need some extra money for that booze cruise. Yeah. yeah. Which is a great move. Uh, cutting back to Dylan, Tammy wakes up, finds that Coach has taken the reins. He um, has got Gracie. He's got kind of like in like a car seat type of thing, just watching over while he cooks breakfast for Tammy. He also happens to have brought her flowers. Tulips. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nice tells move. Tammy, tells Tammy, hey, uh, you know, I've, uh, oh, Wednesday, what day? What's What happens on Wednesdays? Oh, I know. I made a schedule. <laughs> I made a schedule. Let's see. Wednesday, Wednesday. Oh, you've got book club tonight. Oh. Tammy's like, I don't want to go to book club. Those ladies are insane. <laughs> Coach says, no, 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 you're gonna go to book club, you're gonna have some wine and loosen up. It's gonna be gonna be great. Tammy, I think, gives a look that says, I know what he's doing. But it says, yeah, okay. But I'm gonna still take advantage of this. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, coach is going all in on Mac McGill's advice, which if we've learned anything <laughs> from this uh from the show Don't. thus far. Uh, Mac McGill is not a person that you want to try and emulate. Not at all. With your life. Questionable decision by Coach Taylor here, but he's going for it. He is. He's desperate. He's, he's in a desperate tough spot. He he's, is hoping to quote uh, 
Florida and Pitbull. He's he's wanting Tammy to give him the green light. <laughs> In those wise, wise words, yes. <laughs> if you would have gotten into if you would have gotten into WWE like two years before I did, oh my gosh, all about that song because it was like. It was one of the WrestleMania themes, and we just heard it constantly. Like I'm pretty sure I'm Stockholm syndromed into liking that song. Nice by Pitbull and Florida. Yeah, my close yeah. personal friend Pitbull. We're uh, Tyra leaves Landry's house after a little study session. It seems like she's really getting the hang of trigonometry. <laughs> yeah, man, Landry. I mean, what a great tutor. Between yeah. John Steinbeck of Mice and Men, he yeah. taught Tim Riggins to read, basically. <laughs> yeah. And now he's teaching Tyra Collette freaking trigonometry. Yeah, I don't get trigonometry. No, I took that class. I don't remember any of it. Don't want to know any of it. Don't need to know any of it. But yeah. if if Landry can get Tyra Collette to understand trigonometry, I'm going to go ahead and say he he probably needs to pursue a career in education. Yeah, I think I think Landry could get through to me, <laughs> which is saying a lot. Right? Yeah, yeah. You just finished that freaking math math course a month ago or so. Yeah. So, just think of where you could be if uh, Landry would have been tutoring you. Yeah. So Tyra and Landry they finish up studying. Pa Clark comes home and he begins to ask Landry some really pointed questions. About the whole Tyra situation, it's it's apparent that he is kind of onto something. He knows something is up. Landry gets really defensive, really frustrated. But yeah, Pa obviously knows. Pa Clark knows that he that Landry knows something about what happened with this dude that was killed and washed up, uh, and he's not being honest. So um, his his radar is up for sure for what's going on with Landry and Tyra and the murder. I freaking love, and this is one of those things where it's a, it's a long-term payoff. This next scene coach has Matt and smash over. And uh, once again, coach thinks that all things can be fixed with his world famous (laughs) bowl of chili. Yeah, um, it was, I thought it was really interesting watching this episode in 2020 because um, what this aired in, you said, November of 07? Yep, correct. Uh, so it was before Obama took office. And this reminded me of like when Obama would have his like beer summits between people who disagreed. And oh. he's like, I'm going to solve this with this. <laughs> That's I think, right. I think <laughs> uh Coach Taylor is a very interesting analog for Barack Obama, but before Barack Obama was even in uh, high office, just something to think about. <laughs> oh boy, yeah, that's one of those uh, tweets that we put out without context here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Taylor um, Critch, the Tom Cruise of our generation, and <laughs> Coach Taylor, an analog for Barack Obama. <laughs> Um, yeah, coach is, is having smash and, and mad over to squash the beef over a couple bowls of coaches, famous chili world famous. <laughs> um, <laughs> I honestly, at this point, 
I was like sensing a high inspiring moment here. I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> the coach, coach is working his magic. Here we go. He's going to fix it. Wrong. The case. Yeah. Wrong. Wrong. Very wrong. Things get pretty real. Matt gets pretty real. Yeah. He accuses both Smash and Coach of using the team as a stepping stone to get to something better. For Smash, it's the full ride to college. For Coach, it was the coaching job at TMU. And then when it didn't work out for Coach, Matt says he came crawling back, expecting everybody to be happy to see him, just like Julie did to Matt with the Swede. Yeah. So Matt... (laughs) Matt's really uh, thinking deep here, pretty introspective and putting the pieces together. Yeah. Matt basically, yeah, says that, drops the mic and and, and walks out. Yeah. Very, very introspective. Very, yeah. Kind of puts the the hammer on the the head of the nail for sure. Um, After the dinner, so... Matt leaves, then coach basically kicks Smash out. Tammy comes home. She's uh she's a little tuned up. She's a little tipsy. She had a good time at book club. Coach is doing the dishes. Tries tries to put the moves on. Yeah, coach is trying to he sees his opening. He's like, "All right, I'm going for it." And Tammy is just all over it. She is onto his tricks. Uh, she sees what is doing, what he's doing, and she shuts him down completely and thoroughly. We get another, the next day, presumably, another awkward Matt and Julie conversation. Uh, Julie invites Matt. She just happens to have an extra ticket to a Decemberists concert. Oh yes, <laughs> uh, very 2007 reference, right for there. sure. So, um, oh, it, sorry, go ahead. So I actually, the first thing I thought of when she said that uh, she had a ticket to the Decemberists is there is an episode of Austin City Limits that Explosions in the Sky, an obvious friend of the show, yes, played on. And Explosions in the Sky has long been one of my favorite bands. And so I... Looked forward to and watched that episode on PBS uh, after Saturday Night Live got over on NBC. Flip it over to uh, PBS and watch Explosions in the Sky. But the opening act for the Explosions in the Sky episode, the Decemberists. Interesting. I looked it up when this episode aired of Austin City Limits. October 13. 2007. No. So mere weeks before this episode, uh, referencing wow. the Decemberists and obviously featuring the music of Explosions in the Sky. Yeah. So we are as about we are about as 2007 as we can, as you can get. possibly get sure. at this moment. Uh, wow. I thought that was a great connection. That is. I loved the Decemberists in 2007. Really. Uh, well, I liked that one song, <laughs> the crane wife um, or whatever. All right. So coach, uh, calls Lance into his office, uh, 
and he tells him that he if I if I put you in the game on Friday, you're gonna be all right. Basically, uh, kind of letting him know, like, hey, you might see some playing time, so be prepared. Andrew's psyched. Yeah, he's very excited. I literally remember when this happened to me in high school. <laughs> I was a freshman and I had been kicking Reggie Kuyper's ass up and down the practice football field. Uh, And I can't remember who got hurt. Somebody got hurt and coach hurt. Uh, Have we ever talked about the fact that his name is coach hurt and he's a football coach? I don't think we ever talked about it directly. No, because it's so like just normal to us, but our football coach was named coach hurt. (laughs) <laughs> yeah football and wrestling coach yeah right uh but he actually came and pulled me out of english class with mrs cutler and he was like hey i think you're gonna start not fresh not freshman year mrs tappy it okay so maybe a sophomore year okay just it could have been sophomore year so it wasn't kicking reggie's ass up and down the the practice football field but might have been Jeremy been, Dykstra. It still could have been Reggie. Wasn't Re- no, I'm thinking of Reagan was 2004. So yep. Regardless, this means nothing to 95% <laughs> of our listeners. Anyway, I remember when Coach Hurt pulled me out of Miss Cutler's English class and said, hey, I think you're going to start on Friday. You're going to be ready to do it? And, of course, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, Coach, I'll be ready. <laughs> On Goofus Malufus moment. Yeah, I did go Goofus Malufus. But Pa Clark, he goes over to the Colette's house and he talks to Tyra. He makes some pretty pointed accusations. Makes some accusations and makes a big, I would argue, parental mistake of assuming that his child is the angel. Right. And that this girl is a bad influence on him and stay away from my son because you're et cetera, et cetera. Not knowing (laughs) Pa Clark, your son killed a man. (laughs) He's a murderer. He's a murderer. She didn't have boo to do with it. Basically. However, I mean, if you want to take this logic to the fullest extent, if it was not for Tyra, Landry would not be a murderer. That's true. But. Huh? But. Huh? If Landry weren't there, Tyra might be a murder victim. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> That's a good I mean, point. I think I think she could have stood up for herself. And well, she did the first time. She, she freaking yeah, sure burned so, him with a cigarette lighter. Yeah, so maybe not necessarily a, a murder victim, but definitely like yeah, no. something. If he, if if she wouldn't have murdered him herself, which she probably could have, given the circumstances. Tyra's kind of a badass. Yeah, yeah. Let's say Tyra didn't drag Landry into this life. Landry more or less drag Tyra into their connection. Uh, um, yes. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not, I don't even know. I'm confused right now. Okay. What I'm saying is, okay, not into the 
obviously not the rapist situation, but the only reason that Landry the murder Tyra, situation. Yeah. The only reason that Landry and Tyra are friends is because Landry insisted on being Tyra's tutor. This is a good point. Okay. Yes. He, he had a major borderline creepy thing for Tyra. Yeah. Yeah. He kind of, uh, put himself into Tyra's life. Okay, this is a good point. I'm with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Landry is definitely the murderer. Landry is definitely the person at fault. Pa, Colette, no, shit. And frankly, if it weren't for Landry trying to become Tyra's tutor, would Tyra have been in the diner that night? Damn. You just blew my mind. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling that guy would have got to her regardless. But. He would have gotten to somebody for sure. He had rape counts in two other states. That's true. So maybe not necessarily Tyra, but he would have gotten to somebody. So Ugh. I don't know. There's so there's Landry's a no hero. Good. Let's go back. Let's, All right. Yeah, you're right. Landry's you're right. a hero. He probably saved countless people from being raped. <laughs> That's true. That's actually true. Okay. Um. But yeah, Pa Pa Clark gets, I don't know. I felt a little ruthless. He was like, the whole you and Landry thing never made sense to me, Tyra. But it's starting to. Like, not only ruthless, but creepy. Because once again, Pa Clark is like in his 40s, 50s. Borderline 50s, yeah. He's like telling this girl that she's She's way too too hot hot for his son like it's weird and once again the the classic parenting mistake of being like you're the reason that my kid is acting weird like yeah. just assume that your own child is the angel which i've seen in real life i've seen in fiction um just as extremely frustrating to me i mean let's be real though it doesn't make sense. <laughs> Still a thing for a dad to say about your own son. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But, but yeah, like, yeah, like you should be, I don't know if I'll be a father, so I don't know where I can stand on this because I don't know what it's actually like. But like, if I were to have a son, so like right now I'm 32. So like, at best, I'll be 33 if I have a if I were to have a son. Right, my oldest kid. So let's say I'm basically Pa Clark's age. Yeah. If my son's date, if my dad, if my son's dating a smoke show, but she's 16, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> and I'm thinking that also because my son is for sure going to be a goofus malufus, but. <laughs> That's neither here nor there. Yeah, we'll check back in in 17 plus years. Yeah. (laughs) To see how it's going. So, yeah. Basically, Mr. Clark demands that Lila stay away from all lands. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Keep your distance. Yeah. Um, Tries to build that fence. (laughs) Just pounding in them posts. Stringing up them wires. You've pounded before. (laughs) 
Okay, we get to an extremely awkward scene. Tammy's picking up food from the Alamo Freeze. I know we have some things to discuss about the Alamo Freeze. Let's wait. Let's talk about... We'll get through the scene. The plot first, and Mm -hmm. then we'll dig into the Alamo Freeze. Um, First of all, I want to point out that Matt lies... (laughs) Fully, I wrote that down too. I wrote that down too. He (laughs) about Gracie. He tells Tammy that Gracie is a very cute baby, but he says it in such a—it's so tentative the way that he says it. It is a lie. (laughs) He knows it's a lie. We know it's a lie. Gracie is an alien baby. That there is no way that that baby came from Coach and Tammy. Absolutely. It not. is the most unbelievable part of the show and I I hate it. I hate it. Yeah. Alien baby, Matt lies to her face. She is not cute. <laughs> like he says it in such a way too. That's like oh she's really cute. <laughs> yeah, no. Did she do anything yet? <laughs> Yes, she's she's really cute. Does she do anything yet? Yeah. In other words, she's freaking ugly. I hope she has some other redeeming quality. Is she a savant? (laughs) (laughs) This is basically what Matt is asking. (sighs) Yeah. Not a not very convincing, Matt. <laughs> so, um, so if he starts by lying about Gracie, and then he tries to talk to Mrs. Coach about Julie in that yeah. whole situation. He's like, <laughs> he gives her food, and then he's like, "Hey, Mrs. Taylor, do you think I'm a chump?" <laughs> <laughs> do you think I'm a chump? Yes, definitely ask your ex-girlfriend that question, Matt Saracen. Ex-girlfriend's mom. <sighs> yes, definitely ask your ex-girlfriend's mom that question, Matt Saracen. <laughs> yeah. It is painful. It's painful. Landry thinks I'm a chump for going back to Julie after she broke up with me for the Swede. Do you think I'm a chump? And Tammy's like, uh. She straight up says, like, this What's- is awkward for me. Yeah. But then she says the most important thing in a relationship is trust. And in my mind, I feel like she has just like worked against her daughter right Right. there. For sure. Because Julie is definitely the one who has broken the trust in their relationship. Which good for Tammy for recognizing that. She's basically the opposite of Pa Clark. (laughs) Right. She realizes her daughter is no angel. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Booze cruise. Now we need no. Hold on. We need okay. to talk about but, but, but. the end of this scene. Okay. Because there's a wide shot mm. from behind the counter of the. Oh elm. yes. Let's get into this. There's a wide shot from behind the counter of the Alamo Freeze, so we can see the left back part of Matt's body. Yes. And Tammy out front. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And. For some of you less eagle-eyed watchers, you might not have noticed this. 
But I we, wouldn't have noticed, but for the Snapchats that I, I got, noticed it, I noticed it right away. Yes. I noticed the cups right away. And then I rewound and then I found the second thing I sent you, which we'll get into in a second. <sighs> we see some cups. Mm-hmm. And I happened to notice right before it cuts. So, I mean, this, this shot probably goes on for about 10 seconds, six to 10 seconds. And I noticed right before we cut back boost cruise that there's these cups and what do those cups say on them josh tell me dq d dairy queen q dairy queen now this doesn't end here oh no there is i mean we're talking like i had to strategically pause because i noticed it last second because <laughs> i noticed the sign behind tammy outdoors the the sign for the people driving by yeah so it, tammy she's like inside LED. and you're seeing the sign outside we see the led sign outside tell us what it says it switches in the last like fraction of a second oh. so i mean we're talking just a few frames <laughs> to blizzard of the month blizzard of the month the alamo freeze is a what I used to think was a defunct Dairy Queen. Now I don't know what to believe. Josh, I think we've got ourselves a Taco Johnston situation. <laughs> Taco Johnston. This is absolutely, this is a Dairy King, I think. <laughs> no, because uh, it said DQ. So, right. no, yeah. Yeah, there's something there. This is a Dairy Queen that closed, we'll say, in like the summer of 2006. <laughs> And they yep. reopened it up as the Alamo Freeze, and they're like, all right, listen, we've <laughs> still got a lot of Dairy Queen merch. Let's, let's use this while we've got it. Yep. But we're not franchising it because that costs a lot of money. <laughs> so, yeah, they. this is for sure an old Dairy Queen, and they've still got the, they've still got signage everywhere. It's obvious yeah they you can't they're they're, they're not hi- they're not even trying to hide it at this they point they haven't even changed the led signs <laughs> they're still they're just going to keep calling them blizzards you know uh which i think they're in for a lawsuit listen i've got family in in law <laughs> i've got le- I've got lawyer cousins i've got lawyer friends dq i think you got a case here <laughs> It is Starting 13 years old. Class action lawsuit against the Alamo Freeze. What's the statute of limitations for <laughs> not sure. breaking franchise <laughs> law or whatever the heck we're talking about? Uh, I don't know, but all I know is I'm getting in on it, baby. <laughs> <laughs> They're just going to keep calling them blizzards, uh, which, you know, in our hometown, the blizzard was the boomerang. Boomerang, yep. In Orange City here, uh, where I work, it is the Razzle. You can get a Razzle. So the Alamo Freeze, oh, yes. the Alamo very Freeze. questionable. The Alamo uh, Freeze is a, yeah, to say the least. I I don't know exactly what kind of racket they got going there, but. Mm-hmm. It's um, sketchy. But I'm calling my lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll be on the lookout for more 
from I mean the we're basically we're we're pretty positive of what's going on but yeah we'll look out for more evidence for the class action lawsuit but this this conspiracy theory holds more water than most conspiracy theories it's true I mean consider. we have hard photographic evidence yeah. you you sent me the snapchats I have mm-hmm. seen it with my own eyes yeah. so I've nice work video, on that I've got video I've got video footage on hand um, <laughs> you know. Say that about QAnon. You can't. So. You can't. No, not at all. For our listeners. <laughs> uh, let's let's go on over to the booze cruise, though. Yeah. Let's this get back is, to Mexico. Let's yeah. get back on island time. Then Mexico's not an island. It's not. <laughs> it's not, it's not <laughs> at all. Uh, but it is Caribbean. Well, it's Caribbean time, True. maybe. Yeah, if they're uh, in Texas, they're probably. Yeah, they're probably okay. on the okay, east okay. side. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. The, yeah. So we're good. Um, booze cruise, beer tallies up to two. Yep. Tim, did he have one already? Are we adding on to a previous or does he have two in his hand? Because Tim has definitely he been had, known. Oh, yeah. He, he had, had one before. Yeah, he had one for sure previously. Yep. So Tim's got another beer. They actually in the scene, uh, Lila has a beer. Tim doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Lila. Because I was like, oh, beer tally? And then I was like, no, that's that's Lila's. Yeah, Lila's going to stray a bit. Yeah. From her Christian convictions. We'll get there. I won't won't (laughs) dive in yet. (laughs) It was... It was a shock to me. Uh, I don't yeah. want to get. I don't want to get. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Yeah. Um, um, but they try to have their little intervention that yeah. Tim had planned. Yeah, Street uh, is pretty adamant that he's going to go through that. He doesn't really care. Tim says, "Like, I'm not going to allow it. Like, I cannot. If you die on the table, I cannot go back to Dylan and look your parents in the eye and say I was there, and let you do it." Which I feel like, that, for me, that's a pretty convincing argument. If I'm yeah. Jason, that was that was a pretty good pretty good line by Tim. Um, but Jason says he's absolutely fine if he dies on that table. Um, yeah. Lila tries to play the God card, and Jason's <laughs> response is Jason. Jason gets uh, he he minces no words in these next couple lines. He says, maybe I'll just let some Jesus freak dunk my head under the water and wash all my troubles away to Lila. Then to Tim, he says, maybe I'll just grab a 12 or rigs. That'll fix me right up. Or maybe I'll sleep with a single woman across the street. Jason's hitting rock bottom and yeah. he's trying to uh, pull his closest friends down with him. At this point. Yeah, he is literally like, That'd be like if this intervention was for Tim instead of Jason. And Tim was like, well, at least I can still walk six. (laughs) (laughs) Like that's how that. Yes. That's a good comparison. Deep. Um, He's gone. Yeah. Yep. Riggins again, like you said, he kind of lays it out for Jason. He tells him he'll knock him out and drag his ass back to Dylan. Yeah. Yeah. If he asked you kind of walks away from him at that point, goes to a different section of the boat. And Jason kind of says, screw it. Jump ship. Throws himself overboard into the water. Bad call. <laughs> Which 
You know, if you're a paraplegic and you are paralyzed from the waist down, I don't know that you're popping back out out of that water. Yeah, don't jump off the boat in the ocean. I mean, I think that was kind of his intent was to kill himself. Right. I don't know how he got back to the surface, but he did. Salt water helps you float. <laughs> Buoyancy. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Uh, he He swims to shore. And so this is my theological background. This is a turning point for him. You know, he kind of made that comment to Lila about like, do I just let some Jesus freak dunk me underwater and wash my problems away? And he literally dunks underwater. This is kind of like his baptism, just like the symbolism of baptism going beneath the water and dying and being raised to new life. Uh, He goes underwater. He comes back up. He swims to shore. He kind of has this turning point of, all right. Life's worth living. I'm not going to go through with this. Yeah. Luckily, they were close enough to shore. I still, I mean, he doesn't have the use of his legs and he's fully clothed. I do not believe that he would be able to survive this. No, I, I don't either. Um, especially in the in the way that he does. Like, I could imagine like the boat maybe being able to turn around. Like, I could see him maybe being able to pull himself back to the surface and <laughs> like maybe them being able to like pull him in based on that, but that's not what happens. Sure, there's no way he like, swims he's to like, shore. Make a point of showing like this massive wave behind him as he's doing it. Yeah, he is just like paddling, making his way in. My question is, how long did he lay on the shore before yeah. Tim and Lila got back? So they took the boat back to the dock, got off the dock got to a vehicle. They don't have a vehicle down there. Did they rent a vehicle? I think they, I, well, didn't um, Street and Tim drive down? I think they had. Oh, six- that's true. Okay. So they have a vehicle, but then they figure out how to drive on but the how shore. How did they even know? How did they know at that point that Street even made it to the shore? They don't know that. They just start driving on the beach. <laughs> they're just on this like. Do you think that they're Blind just, like, rescue mission? Assuming that he just washed up? They're probably looking for a dead body, right? Yeah, Yeah, this was uh, not very believable at all, but it is a turning point for Jason. I would say this was a good musical cue. My phone, I didn't know what I was listening to, but it was good. I I shazammed it too. Yeah, Yeah. my phone said it was To Build a Home by the Cinematic Orchestra. uh, Featuring Patrick Watson. Okay, I didn't. (laughs) Oh, you didn't have the featuring. Don't don't know who that is. Uh, Wow. But I Maybe it's time to grow up and get an iPhone. <laughs> well, you had to Shazam it. My Google phone just told me without even asking it. Except what it for was. they didn't even include Patrick Watson. <laughs> so try again. Okay. Well, agree to disagree on this point. You think an um, orchestra is doing vocals? I'm going to look into it. I don't know. The cinematic orchestra, that, that name with the featuring leads me to believe, is this just a soundtrack band that occasionally features some vocalists, the oh, cinematic orchestra? Way. You know, it kind of sounded like, like a, I can't remember if it was this song or the other Shazam song that I Shazammed, but one of them <laughs> sounded a lot like a, like a, a like a mid level Coldplay song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe this one was the one that sounded like, like a, 
like a mid-level Sufjan Stevens song. <laughs> I'll tell you what, the cinematic orchestra absolutely sounds like a hipster band name from 2007. That's absolutely true. <laughs> so, sure. I guess we'll have to look into it uh, later, see what we can find out about cinematic orchestra. But it was a, it was a very great song. For yeah, yeah, I think it hit the on. yeah, yeah. So. Jason says, I don't know if we said this already, but Jason says, as they're sitting on the beach there, he's not going to go through with it. He's not going to have the surgery. He's not going to have shark embryonic cells inserted or injected into his spine. And yeah, he apologizes for the whole situation. So football game, game night. Coach is making a pretty high risk, high reward move here. Well, before we get to that, I do want to talk about before the game. Okay. Smash, who doesn't end up playing in most of the game. <laughs> Except for five seconds, but yeah. Yeah. Um, he has a quote that I, I thought was notable. He says, we beat teams like this on the way to the game. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, I, as I said, I said high risk, high reward, but apparently this team sucks. So, yeah. Even though they still have almost all the starters, except for Tim Riggins, who is... <laughs> Um, on a beach in Mexico. in Mexico for two weeks straight. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so he pulls. This is a, a great, um, interesting Coach Taylor moment. Yeah, because he pulls Smash and Matt from the game just to like make a point. <laughs> yep. And it's kind of like this guy's gotta be on pretty thin ice as a coach like he just ditched the team right i mean i you probably build up a pretty good uh padding of goodwill if you win state but still like (laughs) he ditched him he ditched him and now he's like i'm not gonna start arguably the two best players on the team also the third best player on the team is not (laughs) here there yeah hasn't been here for two weeks um, like I said, high risk, high reward. You know, if this was a Westerby, he probably wouldn't be making this move. Let's be honest, though. Wasn't it Westerby or was it? No, I don't know who it was, but it definitely wasn't it was Westerby. Westerby. It was Westerby. For real? I have it written down in my notes. Yeah, it was Westerby. Okay, that was a very bad example. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of any other team names. Okay, anyway, if this was like an actual good team, Maybe coach wouldn't make this move, but he is going to bench Smash and Saracen to start this game. And honestly, throw in the what we already know is a unpromising JV team, (laughs) (laughs) right? One year older. Um, Weston and Brooks, Weston at quarterback, Brooks at tailback. And let me tell you, they suck. Not good. I think I took more notes for this game yeah, than I have for any game for the Panthers up to this point. <laughs> I actually think that's true for myself as well. Because there's a lot that happens in this game. Yeah, like, there's, a, there's actually some drama that's not simply football related. Yeah, usually it's like five minutes of hard hits and then it's like, okay, we've got 13 seconds left in the fourth quarter. <laughs> <laughs> Which this um, game takes the the whole 13 seconds up to a whole different level. Yeah, of course they had to. How, how could we possibly how could we possibly 
get more last second than we already have for every single game, but we do it. Okay, we'll get oh to gosh. that. Let's talk about it. So, so we, Weston and Brooks, they suck. Yeah. Smash yeah. and Saracen are on the bench. They're fighting uh, oh. even as the game is going on. Coach tells them to shut up. Um, he's not having it. Weston throws a pick six. So things are in rough shape. So far, I would say Coach's plan is not going well. Not going well at all. I got to imagine. I can't believe that the Dylan Panther fans aren't rioting. Right. Yeah. How, how, how is there not a riot happening up in the stands? Um, but they really don't even show, like, you would think Buddy Garrity would be losing his GD mind. Yeah. For real. For real. Buddy Garrity is not interested in any sort of, like, moral victory or, like, lesson to be learned. Buddy Garrity's measure of success is solely measured in wins and losses and state championships. So he, I would assume he would have no interest in this experiment that coach is putting on. Yeah, no, I got to imagine that he probably would have caught wind of this and like visited coach. <laughs> he would have found his way down to the sideline. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, oh, we can't, we can't be doing this. <laughs> um, but anyway, they, things aren't going well. It's 13 to zero at the half. Panthers are down at halftime. Coach says, all right, who wants to say something? Somebody's got to have something to say. <laughs> yeah, he's not going to make the inspirational speech. He demands that someone else does it. Um, does Landry, or before Landry speaks, because Landry starts to talk, but before that doesn't like... It's Bradley. Yeah, doesn't go. <laughs> Landry says like, maybe the whole is better than the sum of its parts. <laughs> Matt Saracen looks at Landry and is like, Landry, shut, shut up. up. <laughs> Coach is like, shut up, Saracen. What's that, Lance? <laughs> yeah, it's so good. It's Landry so good. He ends up giving this like inspiring speech. Yeah. He he does it. I feel like if we'll get into this later, I almost feel like we have to have the Landry Clark inspirating of the week this week. <laughs> yeah, for real, for real. Because yeah. it's not coach. No, he he nails and and to put Saracen in this place who Matt kind of needs it at this point. I love Matt. He we, does. We, we love Matt at this point, but like he needs to be put in his place for that that little comment. Yeah. And beyond that, I mean he's kind of he has reason to be upset with the situation and with smash and all that. But at the same time, like nut up dude, like <laughs> nut up and step up and quit being a little crybaby about it. So leave it to Landry, I guess who would have thought, but Landry really brings things around here. Yeah. The team absolutely starts killing it in the third quarter. Yeah. Um, they throw, in the second half, coach calls Lance into the game. <laughs> bring Lance up here. You mean Landry? Lance! <laughs> bring Lance! <laughs> um, Landry makes a big tackle um, on an interception. Um, ends up causing the guy to fumble. Yeah. Um, which, in turn, causes a Panther touchdown. Yeah, Brooks picks it up and runs it in. Um, 
around this time, Matt and Smash decide to squash the beef so they can get back in the game. Mm-hmm. Saracen informs Coach that they are BFFs once again. <laughs> BFFs, BFFs. Okay, Coach so it tells them to go warm up. Yep, get warmed up. At this point, there are 17 seconds left in the game. Well, um, yeah, the next thing we see after um, right. Smash decided yep. to squash. So they haven't been in yet. There's 17 seconds left in the game. The Panthers are down by five. You got to assume, you know, we're we're going to, this has got to be the last play or whatever. Desperation mode. Onside kick from the Dillon Panthers. One of the most low percentage rates of success that you can possibly run in football. Onside kick, desperation move. Fumble. Westerby fumbles. Westerby fumbles. Dillon picks it up. Number 69. Picks it up. Same number as the road dog for Degeneration X. <laughs> Four seconds left. I have five, but sure. Doesn't matter. Oh, that's interesting. Five or we, four seconds left. I have no idea. Uh, so there's a play gets called. It's a pass to Landry. Matt looks at Landry and he's like, are you ready? Landry is more ready for this than he's ever been for anything in his life. Can I ask a question here? Why in the Sam hell would you call a play for Lance at this point in the game? Because he gave an inspirational halftime speech. That is a terrible reason. If you want to win this game, do not throw the ball to Landry Clark. You put the ball in Smash's hands. You put the ball. I don't anybody, anybody but this guy who just recently like kind of impressed you when you switch positions in a practice. Josh, I got bad news for you. Things are gonna get even weirder for Landry's perception on the team. <laughs> but Okay. The pass is Landry. It's incomplete. Westerby yeah. wins. Do they? But wait. Oh. <laughs> pass interference is called. Ball has moved to the two yard line. A play or a game can't end on a defensive foul. As we learn. So there's one second left. This is line. the second game that we've seen that ends beyond regulation. And this is, this isn't even like the last time when it was a like two point conversion. This is a full play after regulation ends. Um, I just want to say that that pass interference call, extremely late call for an extremely obvious pass interference. Yeah. They had called the game for Westerby. Like it was Westerby wins. And then all of a sudden and this yellow that, flag like dribbles out. It was Westerby wins. Coach Taylor's a piece of shit. Yeah. Fire his ass. hate him. <laughs> Fire him. He's gone. And then wait a minute. Hold on a second. We pass. got one more play. Two-yard line, what's going to happen? Hand off to Smash. 
jumps over the line. Panthers win. Touchdown. Announcers suddenly <laughs> praise Coach Taylor football is back. Yeah, baby. And not just Coach Taylor. Landry Clark gets the credit for the win. The crowd the starts chanting, crowd. Landry, Landry, Landry. And I feel like this is actually a significant moment for Landry because he's no longer Lance. He's Landry F and Clark. The announcers are talking about Landry's great performance. <laughs> he got fouled. <laughs> that was it. He had that one good hit. We'll give him that. He did. But one. like they're like, this was an outstanding. It's like an NBA 2K when like you were the player of the game. They're like, and this guy was an outstanding performance from this guy. Yeah. This is literally them being like, and an outstanding performance from Landry Clark tonight. He Whole got crowd. Landry, Landry, Landry. <laughs> I literally wrote down very confusing. He didn't do anything. No. <laughs> No, he got he got hit in the back while a pass was up in the air. That's what Landry did. They do say like he provided a spark for the Panthers, I guess. But how did the? I mean, the, the announcers don't know what happened in the locker room. The crowd doesn't. It's you know what we love Landry. Let's just let him have this. I am trying my best to let him have this, but it's it's so sorry. <laughs> Um, after the game, there's a, like an after party at the diner, at the diner. Um, the crowd is still chanting. We get a a quick, I loved this. We get a quick Landry leans into smash and he goes, this is weird, man. (laughs) Yeah. He's not used to this kind of attention. He gets a look from Tyra, Tyra kind of like beckoning him. To come outside, I assume at this point it's uh it's on. Hey, you're the man. I'm gonna. I don't know where I'm going with this. Hey, I thought maybe this would be a Leonardo DiCaprio meme situation where she says, "Let's get it on." <laughs> exactly. Uh, turns out that's not the case at all. In fact, it's quite the opposite. She breaks up with him. Uh, obviously influenced by. Paul Clark. Yeah. Uh, Landry doesn't know that though, but she says she's trying to protect him. She, but goes a little hard. She, it's excessive. It's again, I think I've referenced this before, but it's kind of the, the scene where uh, you try and drop the dog off in the woods and tell him to go away. I don't want you anymore. Get out of here. Uh, she says, do you think if that, If uh, that hadn't happened, we'd have actually gotten together, referencing the murder. Take a look in the mirror. I don't know what I was thinking with you. This is over. Yikes. Uh, Yeah, she is maybe overcompensating. (laughs) Yeah, she's going a little too. She went a little too hard on it. Effective, I guess. Um, So that sucks for Landry. Don't love that for him. Uh, so Julie and Matt are talking outside the diner and Matt basically just shuts Julie down. Yeah. Choose her I can't, out. He says, I can't go to the concert with you cause I'm yeah. pissed off at you. <laughs> yeah. He does say that, which for Matt Saracen, that is pretty intense. 
Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he he's not really interested in rekindling things with Julie at this moment. And Julie is pretty disappointed in that, I think. Um, Landry and Matt both walk back into the diner with their their lady problems weighing heavy on them. The crowd is still cheering, but uh, they're both crying on the inside. For sure. For sure. (laughs) Uh, Back in Mexico, Tim and Jason and Lila are chilling and drinking. Okay. Music cue. Was this Dave Matthews? It was not. Was it John Mayer? It was not. Who was it? It was Blue Merle. Okay, I don't know who Blue Merle is, but he sounds a lot like Dave Matthews. I shazammed it. Yeah, it was very... um, I I couldn't remember who I thought it sounded like, but it was definitely a very familiar sound. Yeah. No, I really did. I really... I put in all caps, Dave Matthews, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. Really? Question mark, question mark, (laughs) question mark. Is it John Mayer? I hope. Question mark. Uh, but anyway, they are hanging out down there. You know, they've kind of had, Jason has had this, um, kind of turning point realization. Like, I'm not going to go through with this, but they're going to enjoy their time down in Mexico yet. So they're drinking and hanging out and Jason and Lila are getting a little, they're getting a little kissy kissy Mm -hmm. in the moment. Um, pretty affectionate. It is, uh, yeah, it's it's looking like the Jason and Lila thing is happening. Maybe back on until Ooh. we get a little, I thought, and now once again, Josh, it's been a while since I've watched this season, um, which has been really exciting for me because it's fun to, to revisit. Yeah. Um, and be kind of the... Uh, the the revisiting host um and not remembering a lot of the stuff but <laughs> yeah i we see lila kiss tim shortly after kissing jason oh and yes. i for a second thought we were gonna have a like itumama tambien <laughs> um like three way i thought i thought lila was getting ready to yeah go fully wild i um, was with there with you at 100 percent. i did not know what was going to happen i straight up <laughs> thought this was going to be a yeah uh, a real situation but after she kisses tim she says i gotta go pray <laughs> <laughs> yes you do lila yes you do Woof. wow yeah I was pretty flabbergasted <laughs> at this point in the episode. Whoa, I did not remember that at all. Same. And I man, I do remember like Lila goes, she's she still hasn't hit like the full force of her Christianity right. Uh whatever you want to say, season. Um but yeah, taking taking some bold moves here, Lila. Um, kind of took me by surprise as well. Same, yeah. 
She's got to go pray. Uh, things are hot and heavy there. Things are uh, <laughs> back in the Taylor household. Uh, we're kind of on the same page a little bit there. Yeah. Coach and Tammy sounds like Tammy gives coach the green light. <laughs> green light. Let's go. Want to fool around. Uh, coach is uh, pretty, pretty excited about the prospect as you can about imagine. So, <laughs> Hey, you know what? Connie Britton. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Uh, if I got the green light. Yep. Back when I was a single man. <laughs> of course. Uh, you know, let's just say I'm uh, putting her in gear and <laughs> punching that accelerator. Yep. I, I think we all understand. Yep. We're all there with you. So <laughs> that is how the episode ends. Yeah. Greatest role. <laughs> <laughs> so good for coach. We're happy for him. Uh, he got the green light way to go. And, uh, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna come right back here and we're going to get into some, some of the characters. All right, we're back. We're going to talk about some of our main characters from this episode. I don't think there's any debate whatsoever that Landry was our main character this episode. Lance. <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, Lance was our, our main guy. He He's a football star now. <laughs> yeah, I guess. He went from... Star tutor. He's the hometown hero. Trigonometry expert. John Steinbeck expert. Now he is the star tight end of the Dillon Panthers. What can't he do? There's nothing Landry can't do. Also, he, uh, you know, is dating arguably the most attractive girl at Dillon High School. I would make that argument. Yeah. I mean, you can't, you can't argue with it. Uh, You can make a case for Lila for sure, but. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Is <laughs> a wise man once told me that. But uh, if I'm the beholder, it's Tyra, baby. <laughs> Not even uh, Landry's dad can believe <laughs> that Landry and Tyra are together. So Landry is simultaneously on top of the world and at absolute rock bottom at the same time. He has murdered a man, but at the same time, he is a football star. He has the most attractive girl at Dillon High School. Um, very confusing times for Landry. Yeah, he's in a, a real tough spot, and it's not going to get much easier for a while. No. And, you know, I don't really know that we can go much deeper than that. Uh, no. It's just we'll, got to play we'll out. There. Yep. Yep. Uh, Coach and Tammy. Um Also, not much to say here, except that Coach really wants to uh, be given the green light to have some together time. Tammy's not ready. I mean, is there anything else to really? uh, Not much else going on in the the Taylor family, aside from Julie 
Um, trying to call crawl back to Matt and Matt seeing right through it. Yeah, he's not having that at all. So that's what's going on with the Taylor family. Maybe the most significant thing that happens um, is with Jason in this uh-huh. episode. He really hits a turning point. I mean, literally has this like death to life moment where he hits rock bottom by trying to kill himself and throw himself into the ocean. But somehow managed to survive and decides that life is worth living. He's not going to go ahead with this surgery, even if it means that he never walks again. He's he's okay with that. Um, so that's a pretty big deal, I guess. So maybe Jason is the kind of the the biggest character development that we see in this episode. Yeah, I think we see him for the first time since his paralyzation kind of come to terms with the rest of his life. I mean, we're more than a year into his situation and, and he, everybody else around him has kind of come to accept what's going on. And he finally accepts that this is what his life is going to be going forward. Yeah. He was at a point where if he was never going to walk again, then life wasn't worth living. But that's changed now. He has been raised from the waters and he is a new man and we'll see where that goes at this. uh, Yeah. As we move forward, anyone else? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. We got Landry. I mean, we can kind of touch on like the Saracen, um, his situation. He's got the beef going on with smash, which I mean, is a pretty minimal part of everything. He's got the beef going on with Julie, which good on him for finally standing up to her BS. Yeah. Yeah. As far as Matt goes, he's got the thing with Smash. I don't anticipate that uh, going on much longer. They seem to kind of squash that at the end. He's got the thing for a return to the best friendness. Yeah, the full bromance between the Mm. two. I need Uh, more of it. Yeah. Inject it straight into my veins. There's only one man that can make Matt go full goofus malufus, and that is Smash Williams. True. And there's also only one man who can make Matt go into full confidence mode, and that's also Smash. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Somehow he's simultaneously like he's he's like a confident goofus malufus. Yeah. At that point, which seems like an oxymoron, but when their powers combine, uh it happens. Yeah, he he humbles Matt, but he also brings Matt to a new level of confidence. It's a very interesting dynamic. <laughs> Unimaginable new heights for Matt Saracen. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Uh, he's also got the thing going on. Matt's also got the thing going on with Julie. And again, uh, yeah, I have um, maybe a broader perspective on this, uh, but I also don't see that l- going on much longer, that tension. Um, yeah. It's pretty obvious right now um, that they're gonna they're gonna work it out. So uh, that's what we have going on. Pa Clark is, you know, he's he's narrowing in on what's going on with Landry and Tyra. He doesn't have the full picture yet, but he's got his suspicions. So they've got that going on. 
But other than that, I think that's kind of what we going on, what we've got going on for the most part with our characters. So, I, what do you think? Are we ready to to hit some awards? Yeah, let's uh, let's move on to the awards. All right, we'll be right back, and we will get into our uh, coach inspirating of the week to start out with. All right, we're going to give out some awards here before we close out our podcast. We're going to start, as we always do, with the Coach Taylor inspirating. Uh, what what did Coach even do this episode? What do we have going? You know, I got to admire his and be inspired by his <laughs> desire to get back in the saddle, as it were. Uh, Coach's main thing in this episode was that he was horny. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know what? If I'm Coach Taylor, if I'm Anthony Hookman <laughs> and Connie Britton is looking like she does in this episode. <laughs> I'm wanting to get back on the side on my Uh, can we put this on there? I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> I was wondering that as I said it. I'm glad you said it. I, but I, I knew know. I had to say all of it, but I don't know. I think we'll have to let it sit for a good month and a half. Let's, and then let's come leave back this up to, to let's leave this up to future Josh. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> so we're not uh, we're not blaming Coach for how he's feeling. Very understandable. Is it inspiring? <laughs> I don't know. I, I got to say there's, like I said, there's some inspiration to be found from his, um, you know, how much work he's putting into it. He's going he's for taking, it. He's taking Mac McGill's advice. That's how much, <laughs> that's how desperate he is. He went ahead and bought tulips simply because Susan McGill loves tulips. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So he is willing to spare no expense to go all out in that. So, okay. Uh, I think we get it on that, that, uh, that side of things. But that being said, he doesn't, he lets Landry give his inspirational halftime speech, which you got to deduct points from that. Yeah. We're going to have, we're going to have a special edition Landry Clark, the Lance inspirating of the week for sure. So we'll come back to that. Uh, you know, I do think that benching Smash and Saracen, as I mentioned before, high risk, high reward, it obviously pays off for him. They win the game, but it only pays off by like sheer luck. L- yeah. Beyond regulation a penalty by the other team on Landry <laughs> again. Yeah. Like does not affect, honestly, if they would have kept in, uh, wherever the dingus is, they put in, uh, Weston and Brooks. Brooks. Yeah. I think they could have pulled off that little last minute move. <laughs> if whoever, if Landry would have gotten fouled, I think, yeah, in that situation, I think they would have been fine. But so we're 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 not impressed by this. 
he 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 lucked out barely. Arguably, yes. And if this there's so many variables. If if Landry wouldn't have gotten that pass interference call, coach could have been on the hot seat. Yeah, they're calling McGregor back in. They had him on. They had him on speed dial. When Coach McGregor said, "I'll be seeing you again," uh, this is what he was talking about. What did Garrity had Coach McGregor on speed dial that, saying, "Listen, we already paid you. Let's let's get you back. Yeah, you want a job, buddy? Uh, yeah. Okay, so we got to decide: Do we give? <laughs> is it a positive or a negative for Coach to?" Um, uh, want to get back in the saddle so desperately, and is it a positive or a negative for him to have such a high risk, high reward move that barely paid off for him? I'm gonna say it's gonna balance out. I think it's in the positives for sure for getting back in the saddle. Okay, but in the low negatives for the risk reward situation, I think I think the benching of Sven, Smash and Saracen, I think made a point. Mm-hmm. But I think when it comes down to Dylan Panther football, I think it was a bad call. And I think that um, it could have cost him his job. And I I think it was a, a morally correct in coach's special way, but <laughs> really, really dumb in the long run call. So I think I'm going to give coach, I mean, we're talking like a, a two or three here. Yeah, I, two or three. I feel like that's fair. You know, I would say the benching smash in Saracen was kind of a movie dude. One move where he's trying to get cute, <laughs> you know, quit trying to be cute coach. Let's win a game, you know, and then you can, then you can you can get a little out there. Same with you, movie yeah. dude one. Like, just give us a solid synopsis. It's not that hard. No, and then you can branch out a little. You can dick around with your similes. <laughs> I like a three. Let's give him a three. All right, all right. Okay, coach, you get a three. Uh, what are we giving Landry though for the Landry Clark inspirating of the week? Are we grading on a curve? Because if we're grading on a curve, this is a 10 for Landry. Yeah, I was gonna I, I was gonna say a 10 before you even brought up grading on a curve. Congrats, Landry. We're giving you a 10, buddy. This is your time to shine. It's never gonna come again, so enjoy it. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Landry getting with Tyra was kind of an inspirational thing. <laughs> That's but, true. Yeah. We could have been giving him this award last week or the week before or whatever, but We'll just kind of add that all up into this week and we'll give him a 10. Julie Taylor hate meter How much do we hate Julie this week? Um, I'm going to go with just a flat zero. I think it's not in the negatives, not in the positives. You kind of got to give her props for realizing that she was in the wrong last week yeah. with the Swede and realizing the Swede is a freaking scumbag. The worst. And he's that, so greasy. Realizing that she does want to be with Matt. 
Yeah. Even though she does it under kind of false pretenses, if that's the right term. Yeah. She she's trying to patch things up, which is what she should be doing. So but I mean it's not like a respectable thing, an admirable thing. It's just kind of what she needs to be doing. So I'll I think say neutral. we can't blame Matt for his reaction. No, he's so. that is fair. Stick up for yourself, Matt Saracen. Yeah. Uh so Julie, we're gonna give you a zero. We're neutral zero. on you this week. Yep. Um yeah, hopefully you can turn it positive next week. But uh the big rig beer tally is what we have next. I think we had two, which seems low for another Mexico episode. I had three. Okay, so we had one when they are strolling through the streets of Mexico recounting their adventures to Lila. Two uh, on the booze cruise. I just had Tim having another one there. I don't remember because I only keep a running tally and I don't note where those beers came from. I probably should start doing that, but I, I have you feel three. confident. I do feel very confident. All right. Yes. We'll give him three. And I, I think it's always fair to round up anyway. I think it's always fair to go with the, the largest amount because you yeah. know that there's implied beers that we absolutely did not count. So once again, it's Mexico. So we got to assume that there's probably perpetually a beer in mm-hmm. Tim Riggins hand. All right. Uh, the Alamo freeze presents the Matt Saracen, aw shucks, goofus, malufus moment of the week. Do we have anything for this this week? Yes. Um, Matt asking Mrs. Coach if he thinks oh. if she thinks he's a chump. Yeah, that was painful. That was that was a painful aw shucks goofus malufus moment of the week. That was a definitely a no brainer on that one. Uh moving on to the Buddy Garrity sleazeball move of the week. My goodness, was Buddy Garrity in this episode? I don't think we saw Buddy for a, a fraction of a second. Not a single moment of Buddy. You know, and on IMDb, this gets a pretty high rating uh, for the episode. I, How can that be? <laughs> Correlation, causation. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, we'll let you decide on that. So there is no Buddy Garrity sleazeball move of the week, which is kind of disappointing to me. I think that's is that a first we might have had one i feel like there's one back there where he didn't show up but very notable. rare very yeah rare. and probably not a great idea to make a habit of that dear writers of friday night lights <laughs> speaking to them 12 years ago <laughs> no. by the way <laughs> I don't think this is going to turn out for you. <laughs> Notable music cues. What did we have? I know we, we talked had, about it. Yeah, we had two. One that you thought was by Dave Matthews. I'm still not convinced that it's not. Because I don't think that that person or band that you said is a real thing. So we had... Um, to build a home by the cinematic orchestra that was featuring Patrick Watson. <laughs> I don't know about Patrick Watson, but yeah. 
and if I could by Blue Merle. So I think we can agree on the cinematic orchestra. Yeah, that's the right choice, especially since Blue Merle is not an actual thing. <laughs> Our uh, quote of the episode. Do you have any nominations for that? I don't think I wrote down. S- I did. I did have a couple. So the first one being a conversation between Julie and Matt. Julie says, this has to be the most awkward conversation of my life. Matt says, actually, it's not as bad as last night. <laughs> Grandma tried to explain to me about where babies come from. So <laughs> Julie says, so what did you do about it? Matt says, I just turned on the TV as soon as I heard the word stork. <laughs> I just turned on Law and Order and pretended not to hear her. <laughs> yeah, I think right. we can all agree that Grandma Saracen explaining the birds and the bees is, uh, yeah, top notch. That's good. Second uh, nomination is going to be Coach Taylor to Mac McGill. Do me a favor. Not now. Not ever. Do I want to hear about you and Susan riding in the saddle? <laughs> uh, I love that we know Mac McGill's wife simply based upon uh, what we can infer about their intimate romantic relationship with each other. Uh, I would like to add something right before that. When Mac McGill says, you know, a new baby can be a son of a bitch sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> you and Tammy back in the saddle again. Uh, yeah, I just, I like that because I, I feel it. I understand where Mac McGill's coming from there. That's a good one. Um, A couple of honorable mentions that I don't think are worth quote of the episode based on those previous uh, uh-huh. nominations, but I think are worth mentioning. Um. Matt Saracen about Gracie saying she's, <laughs> she's cute. Does she do anything yet? <laughs> Blatant lie, Matt Saracen. Blatant lie. She's an alien and we all know it. Um, and then the other being Smash saying we beat teams like this on the way to the game. <laughs> Which makes zero sense. At all. Uh, all right. So what are we landing on? It's got to go to Mac McGill somewhere in there, right? or at least Mac McGill related. Gosh, I really loved Matt's delivery of as soon as I heard the word stork. <laughs> Turned on law and order. Um, but I do like uh, Coach Taylor saying, I don't want to hear about you. Not now, not ever. <laughs> do I want to hear about you and Susan riding? <laughs> In the saddle. (laughs) Let's go with that. I wrote that down too. All right. Our MVP of the episode. Um, Our choice is here. You know, obviously Landry has a bit of a uh, life turnaround. All of a sudden he's a football star. Um, but he does get dumped, so that's not great. Uh, Coach is successful in his quest for together time, <laughs> so that's to his credit for sure. May I nominate 
Tommy Tammy Taylor. <laughs> uh joking for real? Aside, no, joke <laughs> joking aside, um, I think Landry is MVP of this episode. Yeah. I mean, the people couldn't stop chanting Landry over and over again. So tells you all you need to know. Landry, Landry, Landry. Lance. 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 <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we have made it through our awards, which leaves us with the episode rating. This got a pretty high rating on IMDb. I believe an 8.2. I don't know. I feel like that's maybe a little high. I was thinking a 7. Personally. Yeah, it's, it's not an 8. It's I feel like it's just another super solid episode from Friday Night Lights. Uh, I'm good with a seven. So we're going to, we're going to undercut the IMDB rating a little bit this week, but I think that's okay. We're, we're honest uh, about, about the episode. So uh, that wraps us up for episode five of season two. What was this episode called? Let's get it on. Let's get it on. Uh, Anthony, it's been a pleasure. I have thoroughly enjoyed getting back into Friday Night Lights with you. Um, Had a lot of fun. Yeah, you're sounding better than ever. Thanks to Brian. 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 Thanks, Brian. Uh, Yeah, so thank you so much, everyone, for joining us, for listening, for reaching out on Twitter, for giving us a review on iTunes, all of that. We we thoroughly, thoroughly appreciate it. Shout out West Indies. Shout out Austria. Um, we are grateful that you uh, <laughs> find time in your schedule to yes. let's, let's ramble. Thank all of you. Thank you so much. That is it for the week. Uh, have a, a great week, and we will see you next Friday. Let's touch God this time, boys. Let's touch God.